everybody and welcome to episode 347 of the Ask the Coach show where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum and as always I'm joined by super coach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Uh, thank you Jeffrey and welcome everyone out there. It's getting close to the end of the year and Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Getting oh, pretty exciting. It is isn't it? It's really snuck up on me. I just it's like what, what eight days to Christmas? Oh my goodness! Yeah, even less if you listen to this podcast when we release it. Exactly. Oh boy, have you got all your Chrissy presents shopping done? Uh, I believe my wife has. Yes. <laughs> so organised. <laughs> oh, very I'm, good. I'm just not very good at Christmas shopping. I'm just yeah, just not into it. But, um, uh, in, how can you be not good at Christmas shopping? Oh. I just don't sort of think about it. <laughs> you just don't do it. <laughs> I just don't do it, no. <laughs> it is a problem. Like, um, like, what do you get people for presents? There's so many options, but still nothing seems good. It's like trying to watch TV these days with a million channels, but you still can't find something to watch. Yeah, that's right. Too many choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. But Now, yeah. Alois. Yes. What did one invisible man say to the other? Uh, where are you? No. <laughs> Close. He said, long time no see. <laughs> oh, dear. Mildly, mildly funny. Mildly funny. And the other day, Dr. Frankenstein, he went to a bodybuilding competition. It was a terrible misunderstanding. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> See, that's. I bet you that's out of your joke book. <laughs> yes, both two in a row out of the joke book. That, that was a good. That was good, Jeff. <laughs> it, it's called dad jokes: the good, the bad, the terrible. Go and, to go to that section of the of the joke book and and like yeah, just just use it. What wherever that is, use it. I like it. Just all right, just open up random to a page. Just a joke here, ready? What did the pencil say to the paper? Don't know. I dot my eyes on you. Oh. Terrible, see? I think I got the only two good jokes in the book. I'm going to stick with my own jokes, maybe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Alois. What is your tip of the week? Ah, so the tip of the week this week is uh, um, to enjoy your break. Um, so that's uh, now, you know, at this time of year, you know, often players are forced to have a break. And, you know, we've had plenty of those during the year. Mm. Um, but uh, it's, um, you know, coming up to the holiday season or Christmas and New Year's and all that sort of thing. Um, so um, sometimes you, you know, you're forced, to, you know, clubs are shut down and things. And so I've seen players who just really stress about it, I guess. Um, you know, you, <laughs> you you worry about, oh, you know, I'm going to have to, not going to be able to play. I'm, um, I'm going to lose all my form. And, you know, th that's happened during lockdowns all over the world as well. But um, I think, you know, especially with uh, with this holiday season, and Christmas, it's it's about planning that into your into your uh, program. And if you mm -hmm. plan that into your program, then 
you don't worry about it. You don't stress about it um, because it is part of what you're doing and it's and it's part of your overall plan. If you haven't got a plan and, and suddenly, you, you know, oh, no, I can't train and, and what's going to happen, um, then that's when you start to, you know, get yourself into trouble and get yourself all, all worried. So, um, yeah, if, uh, if you plan, then uh, breaks are good. And, yeah. And they're also important as well, you know. It, it, um, again, this year is a bit different, but, um, you know, if you've been training all year or playing all year or, you know, you've, you've played, you know, four different leagues during, during the year, um, then sometimes it's good just to have a break, have a bit of a refresher, spend a bit more time on, um, you know, um, on other parts of your your game, perhaps, you know, even your your, your strength conditioning, your, you know, maybe start to do a little more exercise, um, get your body right. Um, and then, you know, when you get back on the table, you'll be even better. Yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you have some players, like you said, who are just tra- um, trainaholics, just can't stop training. Um, but you often see that if someone just takes like a week break, they do seem to come back refreshed with a bit more enthusiasm or like they realize they've missed it and they just want to get back. So I think it can be really good to have a, you know, a bit of a forced break sometimes. Yeah. And it, um, it sometimes brings a bit of perspective back into, um, into your game as well. Um, Mm. you know, I think, you know, sometimes we often get caught up in the, in the day-to-day, every everyday training, or you know, every week you've got the same routine. You know, you play league once a week, and you train once a week, or play, you know, practice once a week, or whatever it is, and you get into a bit of a rut. Um, so yeah, I think I think a break can be can be good as long as you <laughs> you think about it and plan plan for it as well. Excellent. Now, um, last podcast, Alice, I talked about this idea because I got a I got a Chris Kringle gift. Um, called who am i quiz and i thought this would be a great idea to um have and because you often talk about table tennis players in your um on this week and so i do i got confused is the who am i going to replace your on this week surely not because that's a popular segment no no you can't replace on this week like on this <laughs> week is you know like that's that's gold. It's um, like a highlight especially when of the you, show. Especially when you, listening. yeah, when you listen to this week, you'll you won't ever want to get rid of it. But um, yeah, no, I think I, I think you know we might introduce a new segment, and if it's really popular, then we might have to you know ditch one of the other segments, you know, perhaps the opening segment or something like that. <laughs> that can't go. It's got to stay. Um, all right, so let's. Listeners out there, we are going to introduce this Who Am I? And it's going to be a bit of a competition. But first, let's do the super popular on this week. Alloys, what do you have for us? Ah, uh, yes, on this week. Well, um, 18th of December, 1996, um, the great Kazakhstani table tennis player Kirill Gerasimenko was born. So that makes him 24 years old. That's wow. right, isn't it? Twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four years old. So uh, Kirill uh, competed at the uh, twenty sixteen Olympics um, in Rio, the men's singles. He lost to uh, the chopper from Hungary, Padantius, um, mm. in the first round. But he's had uh, the highest world highest ranking of thirty three in the world, 
Um, currently about 46 in the world. But I had a chance to see him play in 2018 at the Asian Cup in um, Yokohama, um, oh. where I did some commentary. And, yeah, had a, had a chance to watch him play. Um, he's had a win over Harry Moto in his time. So he's, wow. uh, so he's uh, done pretty well for himself. He actually lost to Harry Moto in that Asian Cup tournament. Um, three one, um, but uh, yeah, and and he had a he had a tough group. He had Fan Zendong, Harry Moto, and Chuang Chi Yuan um, mm. in that Asian Cup. I mean, any Asian Cup is going to be tough. <laughs> it uh, is, but, uh, but yeah. So uh, Kirill Gerasimenko, um, happy birthday to you! Absolutely, yeah, happy birthday. Now you're talking about this table tennis and alloys, and you know matches and stuff just sparked my interest because everyone's talking to me in the paper there's been some illegal betting on table tennis have you seen anything about this yeah i did see that yeah um so uh and that was in the um oh um i've forgotten the league now um yeah <laughs> um but um yeah that was uh that was a bit of a shock a bit it of is, uh, isn't it? Yeah, so some illegal betting going on in one of the European leagues. And apparently um, from someone that used to be an Australian, maybe. I'm not sure. There's a bit of secrecy going on. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this at some other time. Yeah, but... yeah. No, he's been he's been named in um, in in uh, articles here. Yeah, and I do know him. So, yes, it's, um, he's a bit of a, he is a bit of a shock. Controversial. Down, down here. I mean, is this going to be good for table tennis? A bit of publicity worldwide, or is it sort of well, negative they, publicity? Yeah, well, they all they say all publicity is good publicity, but um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll we'll see if we get to the bottom of it and um, see what was really going on. Yes, uh, very in interesting. The, uh, in the uh, illegal betting. All right, very good. Well, um, Alois. That brings us on to the new segment. Now, this new segment is called Who Am I? And if it's popular, we might turn it into like a game or something, like with lots of cards and stuff. Um, But what's going to happen is each week we are going to give a clue about a person. You know, it's going to start with Who Am I? And then you'll give some kind of information. And then people can try and guess who it is on our website to win a prize. And we're going to give away one month membership or one hour of online coaching. You can choose if you win. And so to win, you have to guess who the player is and you have to put your entry in on the website. So once you're a member on pingskills.com, up the top right of the website is your name. And if you click on that, you'll get a little drop down menu that says competitions. Click on competitions and you'll see the Who Am I competition. Uh, click on that and put your entry in there. And what's going to happen is, Alice, on our next show, when we film, when we, we don't film, we record. When we record our next show, our next podcast, we'll look and if there's um, multiple people that have answered correctly, we will uh, randomly select one as the winner. And if no one's got it, we will add another clue to give more information so people can have uh, more of a chance. How does that sound? That sound, uh, sounds like a great idea, Jeff. Like, <laughs> I think it's one of your better ones. Whoa. Excellent. All right. So um, this week, Alois, who am I? What is the clue? Okay. Well, we've actually, we actually got two clues for you oh. um, to, to start it off. So 
it's a French table tennis player. And this player was selected in the French team at the age of 13. Mm. So they're your clues. So I like now, it. But I think we're going to have to work on the delivery bit because if it's like a who am I, it should be like, who am I? I am a French table tennis oh. player. I was selected for the French team at the age of 13. All right. Do you, do you want me to do it again? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you could, it would be better that way, I feel. All right. Can, Just can, my opinion. Do you want to introduce do you want to introduce the segment again? Like, go on. <laughs> uh, and here is the segment, Who Am I? And the clues are, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know if I should introduce it that way because you're meant to start with, who am I? Okay, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Who am I? I am a French table tennis player and I was selected for the French team at the age of 13. How's that? Is that better? Oh, that's good. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. All right. What a segment. I reckon, I've got a few uh, ideas already. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think hopefully uh, hopefully people will now go to – can you just explain how to enter again? Yep. Go to pingskills.com. Make sure you're signed in, or if you don't, create your free account. And then up in the right-hand corner, you'll see your name of the website. Click on it and hit competitions, and then you'll see the Who Am I competition. You just enter whoever you think is this French player. And that's as easy as that. Do we need first name and last name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Need first name and last name. Last name's not going to do it. Yeah, need first name and last name. Excellent. Perfect. All right, and remember, you can win one month uh, premium membership to Ping Skills or an hour of online coaching with uh, Master Coach Alois Rosario. Pretty exciting. And uh, we've become we've become masters of the online coaching over over the COVID period. So, yes, you have done a lot of that, haven't you? Yes. So, so yeah, uh, highly beneficial. So get get your uh, guess in, and um, yeah, hopefully someone wins it. Otherwise, Alice will have to give another clue next next time. Yep. Next show. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. All right. Great, Great segment, segment, Jeff. Yes. I'll just work on my delivery for next uh, week. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right. So um, in other exciting news, Alois, in the next show, we're going to have a special guest. We are. Yes, we're going to have Tom Lodziak join us for the show. So uh, Tom's just written a book. So um, we'll get a chance to hear uh, hear about his book and we'll get a chance to speak to Tom. So if you've got any questions that you've got... For Tom, um, just that that's the chicken alarm again. We always do this show at chicken alarm time. Um, <laughs> the chicken's uh, away. Yeah, we've got to put the chicken's away. Um, sorry, Tom. Isn't it uh, late? Isn't it already dark? Shouldn't you have that alarm for like half an hour earlier? No, no. The sun only, the sun sets at um, 8.34 or 8.39 or something today, Jeff. Great. Right. There, there you go. go. And um, 8.30 when we're recording this show right now. There you go, yeah. in case you're wondering why his alarm's going. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about we were talking about table tennis. Yeah, I guess we yeah, were. And Tom, Tom and Tom. his book. That's yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be lucky enough to have Tom on the show um, next show, um, and we'll be able to, um, you know, ask him some questions. And if you've got any questions that you have of Tom, um, send them in to us and we'll um, uh, try to get to your question when we're when we're speaking to him. Excellent. All right, that sounds good. All right, now, Alois, we are on to 
the comment of the week. Yes. So this was uh, so this uh, arose from your um, OMG facts again from last yes. week. So um, that's why the se- the segment's so popular. And I think um, you asked why they were called French fries when when they were invented in by the Belgians. Yeah. So uh, so there's been a bit of discussion, and and so we've had um, uh, Jasper. Uh, has oh, uh, Jasper said some claim that f- that fries originated in Belgium, where villagers along the River Meuse traditionally ate fried fish. It said that this dish was discovered by American soldiers in Belgium during World War One, and since the dominant language of southern Belgium is French, they dubbed the tasty potatoes French fries. There so, you go. I did guess that maybe it was something to do with them speaking French. There you go. So. Well, yeah, so it was an OMG fact. Um, <laughs> and um, and uh, Dan, uh, one of our regulars, has also commented on the uh, question, uh, how does this relate to table tennis? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting question. And yeah. I like, you know, Paul also was talking about some Belgian waffle in the 1964 World's Fair in Flushing Meadows. It's amazing what you can learn just from uh, being on the Ping Skills website. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. Yeah, Paul said, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Belgian waffles in 1964. 64 was a good year. It's the year I was born. Um, um, yeah, food sensation. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I think we're we're now done with French fries. and. There you oh, go. So the year you were born, the Belgian waffle was introduced. There you go. I'm as old as a Belgian waffle. <laughs> That's a good slogan. You should, um, in good saying, you should use that. <laughs> uh, uh, very good. All right. Well, that brings us on to the questions. Finally, okay, finally. Let's, let's talk about some table tennis. Um, now, first up is uh, a question from Pedro. who says, hello, coach. I have trouble in blocking a strong tailspin loop into my backhand corner. I find it more difficult against a spinny slow and high loop than a fast one with less spinny. Um, so he says it's really challenging to get everything coordinated, get the timings, finding the right moment to meet the ball. So many things to think about. Um, so do you have any advice for Pedro? Yeah. So one other thing that Pedro talked about was he also um, finds he often pivots, you know, turns around and plays a forehand top spin on that ball. Um, mm, and I guess he's got time if it's a bit slower and loopy. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that's um, that's okay and it can work well. But I think improving your backhand block is pretty key as a starting um, position here, though. Um, because if you, if you have a weak backhand block, then you're really going to start to expose other areas of your game. So I think, you know, the first thing is, for me, get your backhand block right. Um, and then you can also think about the pivot, et cetera. Um, so the first thing um, that I'd say um, to you, Pedro, is just think about the timing of that backhand block to start off with. Um, now, often I see when players have trouble with the backhand block, they often, especially with that slower one, they tend to reach out too far in front of them and then they start to lose control of uh, their position and the ball there. So, Really think about waiting and 
um, trying to hit the backhand block in the same position in relation to your body all the time. So, and that position needs to be fairly close to you. So, how um, do you know what's too far in front? As a, as a guide, what I always or often use is if someone threw a ball to you and you caught it with both hands, mm. that position there is roughly a good control position for um, a lot of your stro- strokes, for your backhand block, for your, even for your you know topspin, etc. So that position where you're going to catch the ball with two hands is um, in front of you. You know, it's probably about um, you know 20, 30 centimeters away from your chest. Um, and that's that's a good uh, control position. So the first thing is to try to just um, practice um, allowing that ball to come into that hitting zone for you um, when when you're playing the backhand block. Yeah, and then, I wonder if that surprises people about how close that really is. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the the next thing is then once you've got that control and that hitting position then you can start to think about what else you can do with the ball. You know, you can start to then think about playing with a bit more top spin or blocking that ball a bit faster and harder. Um, but until until you've got that feel of that position, then if you start to play faster or with spin, then you're going to be all over the shop. Um, so, yeah. I, think, I guess, uh, you know, there's a lot of advantages to watching the top players, but I guess, you know, one small, not, not I don't know if it's really a disadvantage, they make it look so easy when someone topspins a really good topspin into their backhand. They just come over the top of it and hit it for a winner. They make it look so easy. Yeah, they do, don't they? And, um, yeah, and, and I think, you know, just taking that step back so that you're learning to control, learning to um, to really uh, be able to put that ball on the table um, initially is is important. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I like that advice, and then you can and then you can extend from there, can't you? Yeah, build the building blocks of table tennis. That's right. <laughs> Very good. And um, if you haven't seen, check out our building blocks tutorials. <laughs> Tell you everything you need to go from starting to the ending. Awesome. All right, thanks, Pedro, for the question. Uh, next up is one from Athava, who says, "Hi, sir." I can't really get better with my forehand counter hit. Either the ball goes into the net or it goes off the table. We hear this a lot, Alloys. So what advice do you have for Athava? Yeah, so th- that forehand counter hit stroke is is really important. or it's, it's important because it builds the base of your forehand strokes, you know. So, so then to be able to extend, to be able to play a topspin or a counter spin or to be able to topspin against backspin, you know, just getting the feel of what that forehand counter hit uh, feels like is important. Yeah, that so, makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Because, like, you always see in the warm-up, players will do these forehand counter hit where they're just sort of hitting to each other. But in a game, you rarely see, like, that stroke played. It's either a smaller stroke, like a block, if someone's attacking you really harder, or a more attacking stroke. You don't see that forehand counter hit a lot, but so... I think I guess you just explained why it's an important stroke to learn because it's like the building block for for more powerful strokes. Yeah, it's it, it's just getting the feel of that, you know, where you're going to hit the ball, um, similar to what we talked about with the backhand block um, mm. as well. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, then for the for the block, you know, you shorten the stroke. For the top spin, you can extend the stroke. Um, okay. Yeah. 
So if you haven't got that right and you are like just sometimes hitting the net or sometimes off the end, it seems like how do you improve because there's no real consistency there and it's not like you're always hitting them off the end. So how do you get better? Yeah, so the first the first thing is just to understand the actual stroke um, and understand the technique of the stroke. Um, and then you can start to think about, you know, how do you put that into a into a more open game situation as well. So, um, yeah, we we talking about, um, you know, being able to play the stroke correctly and then being able to play that stroke coming in from a decision um, of where the ball's coming to you as well. Mm. And I guess that's one huge advantage of the internet these days, isn't it? You can just find, well, obviously on the Pink Seals website, great tutorials, but you can also watch, you can also watch players playing in tournaments. Uh, it's so easy now to see um, good technique and see what that looks like. And I think that really helps you understand, you know, like you said, how the stroke should um, be played. Yeah, exactly. So we've got uh, a tutorial on the forehand counter hit. So have a look at that, and um, and you'll you'll um, start to understand the 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 blocks that you need to uh, go through. Yeah, and and also I guess the other thing is you know joining a table tennis club. We go on about this a lot, but as soon as you go down there, you're going to see a whole raft of players um, that are all really good, or all, all different ranges actually, all different styles. But you'll be able to see the good players and and learn from them as well by by watching them. But, yeah, back in our day, Alois, we didn't have the internet, did we? Um, no. It wasn't so easy. I remember, like, trying to watch, like, world-class table tennis, and you had to try and get these videos from somewhere. Does anyone remember videos? 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 Luxury, I tell you. I <laughs> used to have to watch 8mm film. 8mm film, my goodness. So, really, eight, there was 8mm and 16mm film, and I remember... Um, yeah, David Brand, one of the uh, one of the players here in uh, Victoria, like he was he was fanatical about um, watching watching videos and um, and we used to uh, we used to uh, or he used to pester people to to bring video those these films back, you know these um, wow eight millimeter and sixteen millimeter film of uh, of world championships and things. So uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you what, you you young guys, Jeff, you know, videos, oh, luxury, I tell you. <laughs> oh dear, you really are old. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh well, thanks for the question, Athava, and hopefully, um, hopefully those tips help you out. So yeah, get a feel for the stroke. Watch our tutorial on the forehand counter hit and um, build up that consistency. Good luck. All right, next up is a question from John. Now, he says, I'm a recreational player, although I think I'd like to join a club. Yes, do it, John. It's so good, even if you are a recreational player. You'll have lots of fun. You'll meet people. But anyway, he recently bought a Paleo Legend 3, and he loves it. Um, and he knows it's a, you know, a pre-made racket, but he wants to get his first custom racket, and he likes the speed and control he has with it. So, um he wants to know what to do now. Um, what should he look at? Yeah. So uh, we we get a lot of questions about, you know, equipment and bats and blades. But I think, you know, John, you're on the right track. So you're starting with something um, uh, fairly good but basic. Um, so with that Paleo Legend 3. Um, and that's got good control. It's um, 
uh, it gives you enough spin and speed to start off with to learn technique. Uh, now the next the next step that we like to recommend is is to get more of a custom type bat and probably go up to you know rubber like a Mark V Shriver, some of those basic basic rubbers that you can get that will start to give you a little bit more speed and spin. Um, and start to you know get you on your way to uh, to really you know playing top spin strokes and top spin off backspin and um, you know, starting to be able to improve your serves um, as well. So um, and that next step, you know, the uh, you've talked about the Yinhe Earth Three, um, you know, and Lestiga Offensive Classic. You know, there's literally hundreds and hundreds of options out there um, with the with the blades. Um, it's always a bit difficult to to tell exactly what's what when you're out there. Um, uh, I think those ones are fine, and um, you know, and we have the ping skills touch with Mark V. Um, and the only reason we we got into equipment was just so that um, players who sort of come to us and say, "Well, you know, I don't know what to get on this and that. Um, this is this is an option." It's you know option one hundred and one, but it's an an option that we know that we can um, recommend. But yeah, so that ping skill starts with Mark Five is probably your next step, and then um, then you can start to change the rubber and and get faster rubber once you get comfortable at that level as well. Yeah, now it's interesting, isn't it? Because I um, I feel like the rubber is more important than the blade, but I'm not sure everyone would agree with that. But yeah, yeah. no. I, I, I definitely agree with you, Jeff. Um, so I've used some really basic uh, blades, you know, like, like the Paleo Legend, um, and just taken the rubber they have off and put a better rubber on, and it performs pretty well. So the wood, the wood is, you know, probably only twenty, thirty percent of um, the total package. Um, yeah. Yet. The, the rubber is much more important for me. Interesting. Yeah. So you can use those pre-made ones and use them as the blade, but I guess the trouble is um, they're often glued down with really strong glue and it's really difficult to get that rubber off cleanly to put the new rubber on, whereas with a custom setup, you've got your blade and then it's glued on with proper table tennis glue, which is really easy to kind of take off. Yeah, that's the key. And the the other thing is that, that yeah, the, the wood that those cheaper ones are made of um, tend to splinter pretty easily when you're taking rubber off. So if you mm-hmm. if you're changing rubber uh, regularly, they'll tend to splinter, and the the top layer um, sometimes will come off as well. So yeah, yeah, that's the main the main reason. All right. Well, uh, good to see you're taking the next step, John. And remember, get down to a club and yeah, get yourself a nice new bat for Chrissy. Uh, always super exciting to get new equipment. So um, yeah, enjoy that. And thanks for the question. All right, next up is a question from Robert. And Robert says, Alois, he says, I'm sure you've been asked this before. However, in a serious match, I'm talking best of seven here against Jeff, that's me, who comes out on top? Best regards and stay safe. Well, that's the easiest question I've ever had on uh, the Ask the Coach show. Yeah. Do I do I even need to answer it, Jeff? I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the um, the only one we've really got is the the big bat, little bat, and it seemed like 
neither you or I were better. Just the the little bat was better than the big bat. It's all about the equipment, Jeff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As we always say, it's all about the equipment. Um, oh dear. See, yeah. the the problem is it would almost be be fun to play, but we're so old as we just pointed out alloys i mean you're talking about eight millimeter film and you know i'm talking about videos i just don't think you know it's actually you know very entertaining or instructional for for us to even play a match no uh jeff is that someone at your door can you just go and check i think that might be someone at your door um guys i'd have to admit that jeff would actually beat me but um if you ever tell him that um i won't be happy um, yeah, anyway, especially in best of seven. I don't think I could even play seven games anymore. <laughs> See, it's just, you know, I, I, uh, the, the age factor, 10 years, but you're very fit, like, you know, in playing paddle <laughs> tennis all the time. I don't yeah. know, yeah. I, I am, I am, yeah. I'm, uh, Interesting. Yes, Interesting. not not really. <laughs> See, <laughs> you're very fit. Like, I don't think so. And, and no, no, no. That that was in regard to this is interesting. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear, oh dear. Not interesting at all. No, anyway, no. well, you know, that's a wrap for the questions, and uh, we are we're all done. So Excellent. again, thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you head over to the Ping Skills website and enter the competition. Remember, who am I? I think you know by now. Oh, you need to guess who am I? I'm a French table tennis player. Yeah. I something else. It's something else. But listen to the show. You'll hear the clues. <laughs> There's only two of them. Uh, and put your entry in under the competitions page. You could win one month membership or an hour online coaching. Oh, yes, so indeed. exciting! I'm really excited for this new segment. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's good. I think uh, hopefully hopefully lots of uh, lots of entries. So, all right. Yeah. So now so, this brings us on to the last important segment. OMG facts. Yes. Here Bring we go. Bring it on. Women blink twice as often as men do. No. OMG fact. No. Mhm. No. What? what? <laughs> uh, OMG fact number two for the day: the longest known record for constipation is 102 days. <laughs> uh, this is this is where um yeah well, no we should just keep it clean. Um okay. Um here's an interesting one. And this might not surprise people, but in the US, the typical school year is 180 days. In China, it's 251 days. What? So disciplined. 71 days difference. Yeah. That's like almost 50% extra. <laughs> it's, yes. Yes, almost exactly. Um but not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Egyptians were the first to wear glitter, which was composed of crushed beetle shells. Oh, God, those Egyptians. And um, about 30,000 Americans are injured by toilets every year. How many? 30,000. Every year. 
There you go. That's that's something that I've always wanted to know. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that that one's not so good. Okay. But I like the I like the women blink twice as much as men. Fact. Yeah. If it, if it is in fact a fact. Of course it is. You're gonna have to weave that into a conversation some stage. Yeah. All right. You know, you're blinking quite a lot. Um. I, I w- <laughs> and here's the last one for the day. Ready? In 2006, a guy named Chris Putnam hacked into Facebook and made thousands of profiles look like MySpace profiles. Facebook hired him. There you go. There you go. So if you want a job at Facebook, just hack in. (laughs) Well, you know what? I mean, because we talk about other stuff on tabletop, a lot of, like, technical uh, IT companies actually have bounties if you can find a way to hack into them and tell them about it without causing damage they'll pay you money oh there you go that's a good idea yeah and and companies have bug bounties so if you find a bug in their software or some yeah somewhere to hack in yeah just saves them you know getting hacked themselves and offer money for people so there you go yeah that's big it is interesting this is just fantastic (laughs) all righty well once again, if you're listening at this point, thank you so much. <laughs> and remember, bumper episode next time. Special guest, Tom Lodziak. We're looking at the uh, winner to the competition, hopefully, or we're giving another clue. And I heard a rumor, so you may as well um, listen next time, that maybe Tom Lodziak might give away a free copy of his book in our next show. So be on the lookout for that too. So thank you, everyone. And of course, thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks uh, to everyone. And if you're still listening, I just don't know why. But anyway, that's it. Excellent. Bye.